Blog Talk Radio. More live fantasy sports radio than anyone on the planet. Seven continuous hours of football, baseball, basketball, and hockey action each Monday through Friday. Plus seven hours of game day frenzy on Sunday. 30 shows in all from the best fantasy sportscasters in the business. Like Craig Davis of FantasyFootball.com. The Audible Cecil Lammy. Paul Greco of Melnick and Greco Fantasy Sports. And the fantasy football guys Lyle Conkiel and Kevin Moore. The Fantasy Sports Channel. Only on Blog Talk Radio. It's a schedule you can bet on. One bleeds red, and one bleeds blue. Two friends, one heated rivalry. It's intense. It's no holds barred. It's game time. On Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, with your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. One bleeds red, and one bleeds blue. Two friends, one heated rivalry. Hey, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Michael Trent. Uh, Scott Atkins, is, uh, he'll be with us here in a little while. Uh, I'm uh, your co-host of Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, fantasy sports talk radio, as we continue the pursuit of uh, being the best in the of the best of fantasy sports and fantasy football. Uh, tonight, I'm joined by uh, Chill Bill, Bill Hinton, a uh, good friend of mine from uh, years ago, and uh, just, uh, just a wonderful friend from uh, Evansville, Indiana, uh, actually from Newburgh, and uh, uh, Bill, gl- glad to have you on the show, and we're looking forward to breaking down uh, a lot of things. We're going to talk about uh, mock drafts. We're going to talk about uh, Plaxico and uh, his attorney uh, wanting him to play. We're going to talk about Brian Westbrook, his injury, how serious it may be. But, uh, Bill, uh, love to have you here, and i uh, got a few things you want to say. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Mike. Uh, it's great to be on here. Uh, trying to fill the uh, huge, huge shoes of Scott. Uh, does a great job every week, and uh, – you know, I'm honored to uh, try to come on here and uh, just bring a little to the table and uh, do what he does. Um, you know, I'm ready to break some stuff down, ready to uh, um, see what we can do and uh, see if we can help some folks out there. Absolutely, Bill, and uh, that's what we're trying to do. Uh, you know, the, I continue to say, and I'll, I'll say it throughout the year, uh, there's two seasons, there's football season and there's waiting for football season. Uh, we've got, uh, like I said, we've got the mock drafts. Uh, we're going to cover that. Uh, but first off, I want to get to uh, Plaxico. Uh, Plaxico Burris, his attorney, um, wants him to play. He's going to try to put an injunction in there that says 
that you can play. Uh, it's got to obviously go through the court systems and go through other things like that. Uh, Tom Coughlin, he's already said that he would welcome uh, Plaxico back with open arms. Uh, the team's already said that they would welcome him back with open arms. Um, but our system is, is, is kind of messed up here because this guy, he, he's maybe being charged, maybe not being charged, whatever. I, we're not going to go there. But the bottom line is, do you think that Plaxico Burris should be uh, left back into the NFL? And the bottom line is, would Roger Goodell, because let's face it, Roger Goodell is very tough. Will Roger Goodell maybe not let Plaxico in? I mean, I just want your thoughts on that. Well, here's the deal. Here's my thoughts on Plax. I mean, how in the world can you come down on Plax any harder than what he came down on himself? I mean, that dude shot himself in the leg, okay? I mean, it's pretty stupid. Uh, you know, uh, it's not like he went out and he killed anybody else or did anything, did this, that, and the other. He shot himself, okay? I mean, charge him with being a dumbass, okay? That's about all you can really charge him with. Um, you know, he, he didn't do any harm to anybody else. I mean, I think Roger lets him play. Um, I'll be shocked if he is suspended. Um, one thing, too, is Roger Goodell, his stance has always been, uh, I'm going to wait and let the courts decide what's going on here. Well, if Plax's attorney can table this until all the way after the season, then Goodell's basically going to have to wait because, uh, you know, even though obviously it's Plax's gun, Plax's leg, Plax's bullet in Plax's leg, uh, he's innocent until proven guilty, right? <laughs> yep. You never know. You never know what's going on with Plaxico, his attorneys, and uh, whatever's going on. Uh, but uh, anyway, Mike, you know, let me, let me tell you that's one just thing. An issue that uh, those of you that may have still have him, like I do, uh, you know, just keep him on your bench or maybe releasing, trading. He might be releasable. Hey, what let the me tell you one thing too, about uh, but, Plax, Mike. This is great. Pull up Plaxico Burris public safety announcement online. Uh, I've, seen a, that. I've seen that. <laughs> if you see it's a pretty man, funny. It's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. If you guys want to, uh, anybody want to jump in? Uh, I've been able to uh, get across the uh, high stakes fantasy leagues and uh, been able uh, through Scott to get a. Uh, Get a hold of you guys and uh, get to know you guys, and, and I really appreciate that. So anybody that wants to, uh, uh, you know, just call in, just, uh, you know, enjoy it. Uh, it's 347-324-5404, 347-324-5404. The chat room is always open, and uh, we're always keeping that updated and uh, moving along. Um, another thing that I would like to talk about, uh, Bill, is um, Brian Westbrook. Um, we've got, uh, you know, conflicting things. Uh, I mean, I, I know it's only the 1st of June, uh, but Brian Westbrook, his injury, uh, this and that, could it affect the team? It seems like the Philadelphia Eagles, they come into every year with something, 
whether it's Brian Westbrook, whether it's uh, Donovan Nab being upset with Andy Reid, Andy Reid just stand pat like the big puppy dog that he is or the big bear that he is. Uh, like Brian Westbrook, there's obviously something there because I'm seeing so many things uh, in the chat rooms. I'm seeing so many things on the uh, message boards that's saying that Brian Westbrook may have an injury that could affect the beginning of the year. Uh, do you know anything about that, Bill? Well, here's the thing. Here, here's what I'm thinking about Westbrook. Uh, where there's smoke, there's fire, uh, especially when it comes to running backs. I mean, um, I think they drafted uh, LaShawn McCoy for a reason. I mean, they obviously aren't convinced you know, and Westbrook's getting close to that magical number of 30, which is, uh, you know, death for uh, porn stars, uh, NBA big men, and uh, NFL running backs. Uh, so, you know, I would not be shocked if Westbrook is a non-factor this year. He is a, definitely a guy who I'm not taking. I am not taking him. At five, six, seven, eight, wherever the heck he's going, uh, he's just—he—he's not on my list. I'm not taking him. There's too much doubt there. Um, I, I just feel there's better value out there. Uh, somebody's going to get stuck with this guy, and they're not going to be happy. It, it's going to be bad things, man. Bad things. Right. Uh, I've got some uh, got some guests uh, that's in the chat room. Uh, Gogo Bronco says I don't trust Bjax. Uh, Rivers is so fickle. Uh, some other stuff that's coming in there. Uh, uh, Philip Rivers, you know, there's another guy that uh, honestly he is so fickle. Uh, well, Philip Rivers is a guy, Mike, that I had uh, last year. Uh, I always target the up-and-coming quarterback that I can get in the fifth round or later. I mean, that is my game plan every single year. Uh, it, you know, I remember back when Carson Palmer was a first-year starter and I took him in the eighth round. I, and it goes on uh, up and up and up and up and up. He uh, is a guy that's probably going to go way too high for me this year. Um, you know, I love Philip Rivers. I love that he's a gamer. I love the fact that, you know, here in Evansville, Indiana, I'm watching a game around a bunch of Colts fans, and I love the way he taunts them. I love the way he's got their number. I mean, I love the dude. Okay, I can't help it. I just love him. Okay, but he's not a guy who's probably going to end up on my team this year because he's going to go way too high. I'm going to look for a guy who, uh, you know, is in his second, third year starting uh, who's going to make the well, big jump? You know. Well, it's one thing. And, well, I'll tell you what, Bill. It's it's one thing to taunt. Taunting is fine. I love taunting. Uh, taunting when you got uh, your knuckles filled with rings. That's one thing. But taunting when you don't have crap to back it up with, then that's another. Uh, in my opinion. So he's got Peyton Manning's number. Peyton can't seem to beat him. Yeah. <laughs> Peyton Manning's got one too. Uh, I tell you what, let's uh, <laughs> well, uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's start with this mock draft. Let's start with this mock draft, Bill, and I want to uh, I want to really break this down because uh, this is a uh, this is a draft that uh, 
you know, a lot of uh, there's a lot of great. Uh, I'm looking at the list of the owners that are on this, and it is just absolutely wonderful uh, what they have. So uh, let's let's go with it. Uh, the number one pick was uh, Adrian Peterson. Let's go with the number three. Let's go with the top three, and if you could switch it, if you could do whatever you wanted to do with them, uh, number one was Adrian Peterson, number two was Matt Forte, and number three was Maurice Jones-Drew in that order. I think think the guy missing from the top three is Michael the Burner Turner. Um, I think Michael Turner is a much safer pick than – Forte, or uh, for that matter, Maurice Jones-Drew. Uh, AP is in the top three. He may be number one. Okay, I mean it's tough to pass him a talent like that. But you know the burner, he's unquestioned on goal line carries. I mean you're definitely going to get the goal line carries from him. Um, and let's put him with Forte and Drew. Okay, Drew has never carried the full load. If you remember last year, Marion Barber was really, really hot. Everybody loved Marion Barber because there's no Julius Jones, and he's going to be unquestioned, getting a full load, everything else. And how'd that work out? You know, uh, Maurice Jones-Drew could be that same guy this year. I don't question his talent. I just don't like him in the top three. I don't like him in the top three at all. And Forte, you know, um, the one thing that – the, that is good about Forte is Forte will catch the football and and even with Cutler coming in and probably some changes to the offense, Forte's probably going to put up solid numbers. But you know the the only safe guy to me in the top three ne- next to AP is is Michael Turner. Michael Turner is about as safe a pick as you can make. And Tony Gonzalez doesn't hurt him. I mean, he's going to vulture a few touchdowns on the little tight end down the middle at the goal line. But to me, that just makes play action more valuable. It takes maybe a guy out of the box. Um, I, I think Michael Turner's a guy in the top three, definitely. Uh, Guess who was number four? Michael Turner. You got it. You got it. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, AP three, I'm taking Turner. (laughs) AP one, uh, Matt Forte two, uh, MJD three, Michael Turner four. Uh, since you elaborated on that bill, that was, uh, that was awesome. Um, I, I tend to like, uh, Maurice Jones drew a little bit better than Michael Turner. Um, I like him better than Matt Forte. Uh, Forte, we, we just don't know what's going to happen in Chicago. There's a lot of uh, lot of things that we're just unsure of. Uh, plus, there may be an injury problem, but we'll we'll tackle that when we get to it. But uh, MJD, in my opinion, uh, he's two. Uh, I love Adrian Peterson at one. Uh, I love MJD at two. I love Michael Turner at three. And uh, obviously, Bill, the way you're talking, uh, you like Michael Turner maybe even higher than that. And the one thing about this draft – is that uh, there there is no definite stud. It's who you love and who you like and who you want to take that's going to that's going to make uh, make your team better. And uh, we're uh, 
you know, if you go wide receiver, wide receiver, uh, I'm seeing something from Scott from a late spot. Uh, you know, there's there's different things that we can go uh, that we can go on. But uh, I love the fact that you uh, love Michael Turner. But the bottom line is, I think MJD is the guy. Well, now, he, he may now, be the oh, guy, Mike. He may be the guy, I? but he may be the guy. But you know, he 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 just hasn't carried the ball three hundred and fifty times a year. Uh, you know, until you see that happen, you know, I, I want to see him prove it. I want to see him prove it. He's not the biggest guy in the league. I know he runs hard. I know he runs physical, and I appreciate that about him. I love him as a player. But is he going to hold up over a full season without Fred Taylor to spell him? Well, you know that's something that's something we got to think about. I mean, you know, you just uh, the the league is it's changed so much because it's become uh, it's become a league where you better have two backs. You got to have two backs. Uh, now, what about uh, Michael Turner? I mean, who's he who's he going to lean on? Well, I mean, he pretty much, to me, proved that he can carry the load. I mean, you got Jerry Norwood, you know, uh, to spell him a little bit. But, uh, you know, there's no question who's getting them off the goal line. It's going to be the burner. Uh, here's, here's the one thing I, I think, though, Mike, is why no love for LT anymore? Why no love at all for LT? Well, we're about ready to get to LT. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I know I, I, love I, for LT. I mean, I know he didn't have the best. But, well, I'll tell you what, Bill, why don't you, why don't you tell me why, why we should have some love for LT? Well, I mean, the guy, he, he's supposed to be healthy, okay, coming into this year, which he wasn't last year. I mean, I'm, I'm the last guy in the world who's going to tell you to take a running back who's been in the league for more than five years. I am the last guy who's going to tell you that. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> this guy's a little different. I mean, he's a little different than your average, you know, seven, eight-year running back. I mean, the work ethic, the talent, the everything that he has. I mean, I, I could see LT having a bounce-back year. I mean, if he goes five, six, seven, eight, nine, and I've seen him as far down as eleven which I, I think is totally ridiculous. I mean, if you get LT at 8, 9, 10, 11, I mean, don't you got to take him? Well, you would think in a, in a redraft situation uh, that you you would have to take him. Uh, there's so many times that so many owners get uh, – and I'm, I'm part of it. I get, I get caught up in it. Uh, you know, I'm drafting here, and I'm thinking, okay, dynasty, and I'm drafting here, and I'm thinking uh, redraft. But in a redraft situation, um, Darren Sproles, how much of an impact is he going to have with Norvell? Uh, I don't, you know, I don't know. I, I think that uh, a healthy LT, if LT is right, LT is a top ten pick uh, in a redraft situation with no problem. With no problem, but the, the the thing that bothers me is the fact that Darren Sproles he showed enough last year to where LT is going to get the bulk of the carries. He might get a few care or a few receptions, but when they get in the red zone, it could be Sproles. I, I don't know the little kid. I mean, he's five nine and 
or five eight, five seven, five four, five three. He's shorter than you, dude. He's five five and a half. <laughs> he's shorter. He's shorter than me. Hey, he ought to be riding my that bird tomorrow. But <laughs> that's how short he is. But anyway, he's good. And but does that does that give LT enough uh, chances to get into the end zone? Is what I'm trying to get. Well, to. I, I, I still think you're going to go with the veteran at the goal line. Okay, if he's healthy, if he's in one piece, and and he's any kind of semblance of LT. He's going to get the goal line carries. And I also think that San Diego basically tipped their hand as far as how they feel about LT because if you looked at a lot of the mock drafts, okay, they had San Diego going for Sean Moreno or Beanie Wells, adding another running back because they don't feel like Sproles can carry the full load. But – you know, if San Diego didn't take Beanie Wells or Moreno or whoever, you know, uh, that came to them, um, that to me means that they feel like uh, Mr. Tomlinson is not done. And I think the guy's got another big year left in him. I really, really do. Well, you know, I, I believe that too, Bill. I've got him in uh... – I've got him in one dynasty league, and I trade him off in another one. But uh, I believe he has another year, but I said that last year. And I don't want to get stuck in that syndrome to where I'm saying, okay, I've got it. I think he's got another year left in him. Uh, I think he can do it. And then next thing you know, week two, week three, week four, he comes up with a toe injury or his hair hurts or his, uh, the you know, whatever. I mean, I'm not I'm not downgrading LT in the way he plays and 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 what he's been through because he's been he's been one heck of a back in the NFL and for the San Diego Chargers. But last year it was it just seemed like the same thing. I mean, wasn't he healthy going in to last year? Well, he he had a lingering toe issue uh that's supposed to be okay now, but um you know the 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 thing that is crazy is you know, his year, by any other standard uh, besides the LT standard that he's put up, wouldn't have really been that bad a year. You right. know, um, it's just he, he's a victim of the fact that he's been so great that uh, last year was looked at as a complete bust. And don't get me wrong, I mean, at the end of the year, you know, I got Turner in the third round. I got D'Angelo Williams in the fifth round. God, that's not going to happen again. But anyway, uh, because of that, you know, he was on my bench in my my fantasy championship last year. But I, I, I just I don't think you can discount the body of work. I don't think you can discount the Jerry Rice type work ethic. I think LT is going to last a little longer than your average running back due to that, and it would not shock me if he puts up, you know, 1,300, 1,400 rushing yards and about 16 touchdowns this year. So, you know, where do those numbers put him? I mean, right. that's got to be better than the 8th, 10th, 11th pick. Well, you know, it seems it seems some, uh, so many times that when you, uh, you know, you grab a player like an LT, which was a prolific number one pick no matter what for about two years in a row, 
and if he don't put up, if he doesn't put up those type of numbers, it's like a disappointment. But yet, in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't that bad. I mean, when you go and look at his stats from last year, it really wasn't that bad. It just wasn't the type of numbers that fantasy football owners were looking to see. And absolutely. And, uh, and if you look at Peterson, Peterson was a disappointment last year compared to compared to the projections. I mean, sure. wasn't he a disappointment too? Okay, I'm gonna uh I'm gonna throw you on the spot here, Bill. I've got uh I got four picks. I'm at the uh I'm at the one nine. I'm at the one nine. Uh let's say uh for instance, uh Peterson, Forte, M J D, Michael Turner Chris Johnson, that's some that's somebody we didn't touch on. Um, we'll try to come back to in here in a little bit. Steven Jackson, LT, they're gone. Those guys are gone. Now I'm looking at, I need one player out of these four. Brian Westbrook, Larry Fitzgerald, Frank Gore, or Steve Slayton. <laughs> uh, I, I'd probably... I'd, probably reach back and honestly Mike I, I don't like any of those guys there um, okay what about Joe Adai that mounts back I mean Joe Adai was a top five pick in everybody's league last year I mean he, he was unhealthy last no. year he's still young I mean it's not like he's 30 I mean, I know they got I mean, Donald Brown. You're looking for, yeah, but Bill, you're looking for somebody that's going to give you something right away because this isn't, you know, it's not dynasty. I mean, I, so you, you would take Joe Adai versus uh, Westbrook. Frank I Gore. can't draft. I can't draft Westbrook. I can't draft Frank, Frank Gore because Frank Gore's got oh, no. mileage, mileage on the tires now. I'm not going wide receiver. Steve Slayton? Slayton, maybe. Maybe. But Andre uh, Johnson? Maybe. What's that? Andre Johnson? Uh, God, man. I don't like Andre before 15. I mean, uh, I, I'm, I'm going running back somewhere, and, and I'm looking for somebody that uh, maybe everybody else undervalues and you know, maybe I'm going to overvalue him, but, you know, I, I'm going to look for somebody else. Uh, you know, uh, I, I'm going to look for maybe a, a, a Joe Adai there. I'm going to maybe look for a Brandon Jacobs there. I mean, what? let's face it, what happens if Brandon Jacobs stays healthy for a 16-game season? There's no Derek Ward there, you know. Uh, it's it's going to be the rookie. You know, if Brandon Jacobs stays healthy for 16 games, I mean, what kind of numbers does Brandon Jacobs put up? Uh, I'm going to try to look for upside, and I, and also I'm going to try to draft. I'm gonna try Bill, to Bill, Bill, D-Will, D-Will, D-Will. We're kidding. <laughs> gore, Gore, Gore. Well, what about D'Angelo? I, I think D'Angelo goes before nine, honestly. I think – Warkin says, "Bill, join my league, please." <laughs> well, you know that that that's all well and good, but here here's how I've been successful. Here's how I've been successful is drafting differently than everybody else in my league drafts. Okay, 
uh, it's just like in Texas Hold'em. If you if you're at a real tight table, you want to be the loosest guy and the wildest guy at the table. If you're at a real wild and loose table, you want to be the tightest guy at the table. Okay. If I'm in a really tight by the book league, then I'm gonna way I'm gonna go way outside the box. If I'm in a league where I got a bunch of rookies who are drafting crazy and shit, then I'm gonna be the tightest guy at the table. It, it, it just depends on your league, and I, I've been really successful doing it that way. Um, you know, I had a year where I went wide receiver, wide receiver, didn't take a running back to the third round, and I won the league for fun. I've had leagues where I've went running back, running back, running back, and I've won the league for fun. It, it, it just, it's situational. It's situational. But I, even in a really good league, my draft strategy is to be completely different from everybody in that league. So that that's your strategy. Well, that's funny because uh, in – in our uh, one of our leagues, well, actually the June 19th, uh, the Red versus Blues. Scott, shut up. The Red versus Blues satellite league that we're going to do June 19th. It's going to be it's going to be awesome because uh, we had different uh, uh, different guys that uh, that are going to uh, step in, like the War Kittens, uh, been very active in the uh, chat room. We got some of the best. Owners are uh, uh, built that have been in high stakes fantasy football for the last uh, five ten years, and you know I'm going to be a part of that, and I can't wait. And one of the things was their draft strategy, and uh, that's going to be a lot of fun to see uh, see what happens when that when that draft comes around, and to hear your draft strategy. Well, I'll be honest with you, Mike. The the leagues that I played with like better players. they're way easier than when you're playing with bad players to me. Um, And the reason I say that, it's just like the hold'em table. I mean, if you got a ton of good players, you can actually the bluff because they will respect it and they'll throw them away like they're supposed to. If you got the Asian chick on the corner that calls everything, you can't bluff. I think fantasy football is the same way. If everybody's going to do the um, no-risk type picks, then being risky works. It works, and it works well. Because they're so conservative that all of a sudden you're still going to get the running backs that you need in the third fourth, fifth, sixth round because they're by the book, by the book, by the book, by the book, by the book. Anyway, and uh, <laughs> it just, right. I mean, it, to me, it just pays to think outside the box a little bit and do it a little differently. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's, well, I mean, it just depends on uh, your strategy and what you want to do. Uh me personally, I want to uh, I want to go ahead and pick the best player available at the time. Scott, team, I need to... <laughs> go jump in there. Well, I'll tell you what. Here, here we go. Here we go. I got a buzzer for you. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we, there's always the uh, the best player available. Uh, that's what it takes 
And uh, I've gotten some uh, in the chat room. Uh, it says uh, uh, they're hoping that uh, pick a player, pick a, pick a player for him, Mike. You know, uh, Azuri, man, I, I can't wait to draft against you, man. We're gonna have a good time. Uh, I just, I'm, I'm looking forward to it on the 19th. Uh, part of my specialty is, uh, will you buy me, Mimi? <laughs> you got it, buddy. I'll buy you more. I said, <laughs> I told Azuri, uh, buy me a beer, Az. This is Mike. <laughs> but. Uh, War Kids is Joan Rivers' permanent guest host. Joan Rivers, holy cow, War Kids, what up with that? But uh, we're going to have a great time, and uh, we're just, we're just going to enjoy this draft. And well, hello, hello, hello. We got one uh, uh, from the eight one two. Who is this? Nope, that was Bill. Bill's gone. But anyway, uh, what I'm talking about, guys, is um, with the uh, with the FFPC uh, draft, and I want to get Bill involved into uh, into the uh, high stakes fantasy football league uh, players championship because he's never really done anything like that, and he has a ton of knowledge, a ton of things that uh, he knows what to do as far as uh, fantasy football. And you know it's kind of like when uh, Scott Scott Atkins he he kind of took me underneath his wings as far as what to do in fantasy football. So I've enjoyed it, and uh, I've enjoyed being around all of you guys and uh, getting things done uh, with uh, fantasy football. So I I would love to do that with Bill and uh, get you guys to meet him. Uh, get get you know meet him in the chat room. Meet him uh, online, and uh, eventually meet him in uh, Chicago, Las Vegas, uh, New York, uh, wherever the uh, uh, FFPC, uh, NFFC, you know the the other drafts, uh, all of them, uh, the Wyckoff, uh, wherever they wherever they may be, uh, that's part of uh, getting new folks uh, into it and uh, getting them involved. And uh, I hope all of you uh, want to do that with uh, with your friends as well. Let me see if I can get Bill right up on here, and uh, let's see here. Bill, you there? And he's not, but I am. But anyway, um, what we're going to talk about, uh, continue to talk about, is that uh, the mock draft uh, that Bill and I were uh, we were talking about, he was kind of breaking down. I don't know where he came up with that Joseph Adai stuff. But uh, if if you had to break down, uh, let's see here. Let's go through uh, round. Uh, let's start with round two with uh, Calvin Johnson, Slayton, Gore, Fitzgerald, Westbrook, uh, LT, Stephen Jackson, Chris Johnson, uh, Turner, MJD, Forte, Peterson. They're out of the way. Round two. Uh, round two went Andre Johnson, D. Will, and uh, a tight end. That's something that I'd like to hear from you guys. Uh, how soon do you pick a tight end? How soon, uh, you know, you see your uh, Jason Wittens and whatnot, uh, they, they go pretty early. Or, I mean, how, how quick do you take a tight end? How quick do you make it happen? Uh, that's going to be a tough thing that you, that you need to 
you know, kind of realize and see what's going on. So uh, I don't know. Uh, for me, a tight end, I've never taken a tight end uh, really, really high, but uh, it's something you might want to think about. Well, Mike, I mean, uh, tight end-wise, um, I'm definitely going to target some guys later. Um, the guy I'm going to target and, you know, I'm getting abused on the chat room, by the way. But uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm not really worried about that because, you know, the same guys that are abusing me are the same guys that took a die in the top five last year. So, anyway. <laughs> hey, uh, well, good, Bill. Hey, I'm glad. So, you, so you're able to check it out, check the chat room, and they're, and they're abusing absolutely. you? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I'm thinking. Uh, I, I'm thinking the guy a little later on, Zach Miller of the Oakland Raiders, and I know you're going to label me an Oakland homer, but uh, Zach Miller had a pretty good year last year, and uh, keep in mind numbers that aren't going to show up on the stat sheet is that uh, Zach Miller had three touchdowns called back due to Kwame Harris holding penalties. We have released Kwame Harris, so that is not an issue anymore. Okay, <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> we have an upgrade by – it's an addition by subtraction, okay? So uh, the fact that Kwame Harris is not a left tackle should add at least three touchdowns to Zach Miller's numbers based on raw data. Uh, I love Zach Miller. Uh, the fact that Hayward Bay can stretch the defense, Johnny Lee Higgins can stretch the defense, uh, the fact that you got Jamarcus Russell, who had a higher first-year QB rating – as a starter, then uh, Peyton Manning, John Elway, or Troy Aikman. Uh, I think his improvement and uh, the fact that Zach Miller can run routes down the middle with a couple speed receivers outside, I think Zach Miller is going to be a huge stud. I see him as a top ten tight end on most fantasy pundits' uh, rankings. I think he could be better than the top ten tight end. And, you know, you're probably looking at him in, you know, the ninth, 10th, 11th round. So, uh, Zach Miller's my guy, and I'm going late. Okay. Well, that sounds good. And if we could, uh, you know, Zach Miller's good, but I don't – I'm not a big fan. But, you know, you are, and that's what what makes the world go around. That's what makes the world go around, Bill. Uh, let's see here. What about uh, how do you figure uh, Reggie Bush or a Brandon Jacobs in a uh, like a third round, like a mid third rounder? Love, 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 love Brandon Jacobs. Hate, 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 hate Reggie Bush. Okay, we got we got a love hate relationship. Uh, <laughs> and I, you I absolutely hate. Let me guess, you, you hate Reggie Bush because of Pierre Thomas. You love Brandon Jacobs because he is the man. I hate Reggie Bush because he's just a non-performer. I mean, he is not an every-down back. He, he's, he's not anything. And not that I put any credence in, like, the so-called Yahoo experts, because I think, for the most part, they're Yahoo's, not Yahoo's. But they actually had <laughs> Darren McFadden, ranked ahead of Reggie Bush on their running back chart, and Darren McFadden isn't even the most valuable Raiders running back. That's going to be Michael Bush before the end of the year. Trust me on that. Trust me on it. Michael Bush. We've got Bush. is the real Bush. 
not Reggie Bush. Reggie, Reggie's an underachiever. I mean, he, he cannot carry the full load. Uh, anybody who's dating anybody from a reality show, I don't want on my TV. I, I don't want on my team. Uh, that's just it. You can have Kardashian, and they can go keep up with each other and all that. Uh, I don't want Reggie Bush. Not at all. Brandon Jacobs. For a 16-game season, and I know that's an if, but, you know, you got to figure he will at some point. But if Brandon Jacobs stays healthy for a 16-game season, Brandon Jacobs is a top five to top ten running back that you can get for not top five to top ten value in the draft. Bill, I'm going to ask you a serious question. Yes. Are you a Raider homer? I am not a Raider homer because I just told you I would not take Darren McFadden where they have him ranked. I I, I wouldn't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, you know, I I think we should have went to the tackle instead of McFadden. You know, I'd be just as happy to have little Huggy uh, Fargus, who is uh, – Huggy Bear's son, by the way, how cool that! How cool would that be? I just say, see, I just see something from Wilkins that said, "Foot surgery in all seasons for Zach Miller." I love Zach Miller, dude. Zach Miller's gonna be fine. Zach what about Sports Hernia? What What the hell is a Sports Hernia? It's like the three hundred wins in baseball. I mean, this just all of a sudden popped up. Everybody has a sports hernia anymore, man. I mean, you're not cool unless you have a sports hernia surgery anymore. I mean, that's just the way it is. He's cool now. <laughs> I'm sitting here, you know, I'm, I, we're going to transition into football here in a second, or not football, but uh, horse racing here in a second, if you guys don't mind. But uh, I just want to bring up something. Things have changed so much in sports in my last uh Shoot, I'm 41, 50, or 25 years of uh, watching this stuff. And uh, thank you. Thank you, Scott, 11 and 1. Um, and it's just amazing because backs, now it's a two-person two, uh, backfield. Uh, there will not be a pitcher to hit 300 wins in my lifetime, again, since Randy Johnson did it. Uh, things have changed Uh you know, these old school guys, they got to, trust me, Bill's a Raider and athletic homer. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw that. How about the age young pitching, Vin Mazzaro and Brett Anderson shutting them out two days in a row? <laughs> and they're giving you heck, Bill. But you know I what? Love it. Welcome to the show, my man. Welcome to the show. I love it, buddy. I love it. <laughs> hey, any Cardinals fans out there? Any Cardinals fans out there? We'll get them good enough that we can trade them like we traded Martin Mulder to you, and then uh, we'll get Dan Heron and trade him for half of Arizona's farm system. Okay? Uh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm gonna touch uh, on uh, something real quick, and then I'd like for. Uh, Young pitching, the A's young pitching. I'm getting, I'm, I, I just got something from a, a guy that just gave you crap. How about the A's young pitching? Well, anyway, uh, Red versus Blue. We're going to continue. We got, uh, we still got about 27 or 17 minutes to go, 
and we're going to keep <laughs> we're going to sixty forty worst case scenario for a die am I? <laughs> uh, but anyway, we're going to keep on going uh, talking about uh, fantasy football. Um, Chill, Bill, Bill Hinton, uh, good good friend of mine, old college buddy from uh, Newburgh, Indiana, and uh, just uh, fun to rap with him. Kind of filling in for Scott. It's uh, it's been a fun show, but we still got uh, we still got some unfinished business. Uh, I got uh, something said. Congrats on your hot streak, Mike. Eleven and one. Missouri says uh, one and one at what? Well, I'm getting ready to say eleven and one as in baseball. Yes. Had a uh, I'm a one and a half, Mikey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, gambling, picking winners, that would be a yes. My only winner or my only loser was a plus 230 that was just taking a flyer at. I'll send you, uh, I can send you anything they're asked because it was it was a lot of fun. Well, not his, it's, it's been a heck of a lot of fun. By the way, my, my boss is a huge Yankees fan, and he said you lost all credibility with him. And you have to have ten straight winners before you get it back. <laughs> well, you know, it was, it was kind of funny tonight because, uh, you know, I, I mean, I just was like, well, you know, I'm very rarely taking the versus the Yanks. I see it. <laughs> that, that's what I'm a boss. <laughs> yeah. Very rarely do I do it, and uh, I, I went ahead and I said, well, give me three units on the Mets. Well, what happens? It's 1-1 one, one going to the ninth or going to the tenth, and I'm looking at the clock going, Scott's got the kids. Uh-oh. i got to run the show. Uh-oh. Well, i got Bill. And then Bill tells, Bill tells me, well, I took the Mets minus one-and-a-half run. I'm going, uh-oh. <laughs> but... <laughs> It worked out fine. That scored two, so uh, that that uh, that did all right. Knocked me off the computer chair. Plays. We love them. Well, I'm averaging about one and a half play a week since April one, which was the beginning of the baseball season. And uh, you, you know, I, I just try to pick and choose them and uh, see what happens. I I don't like to brag, and as soon as I brag, I'm going to start losing. But maybe not because I feel that good about my plays. My hey, biggest favorite has been my fifteen. You're looking great on the spot plays, and and I'm only playing like forty three games a week. Okay, so <laughs> I appreciate your discipline, Grasshopper. Zuri <laughs> uh, says, uh, "Think about hosting another uh, draft in July or August." I don't know. I'd, I'd like I'd like to do something uh, in July or August. Hey, Bill, if you would, uh, you know, we we still got a few left. Uh, and you guys, I uh, appreciate you uh, checking into the chat room, uh, you know, enjoying the show. You know, it's been awesome. Uh, for those of you that are horse racing enthusiasts, uh, Bill is a big-time horse racing I mean, he's a big-time horse racing guy, and we've got about uh, we got about 13 minutes left. Uh, Bill, would you like to break down the uh, break down the Belmont tomorrow? I'd like to I'd like to hear what you think. Absolutely, uh, more than happy to do it. Um, I'm going to think outside the box a little bit here. Uh, Mike Dunkirk, man, 
I mean, uh, he had, he had a horrible trip in the Derby, stumbled out of the gate, all that good stuff. Um, it reminds me a lot of, um, you know, of Curlin. Uh, Curlin was a lightly raced horse coming up to the Derby. Uh, ended up proving up, proving to be the best horse of his generation. Um, I, I think Dunkirk gets a clean trip in the Belmont, and I think he probably proves how good he is. Uh, don't get me wrong, mind that bird validated his Derby, and I have I have no problem with anybody who likes him uh, in the Belmont, but um, you know. For the most part, in the Belmont, it's not it's not won by horses who are fifteen twenty lengths off the lead, because at the top of the lane, they got a they got a quarter mile left to, to run still. They're all tired, and it's usually won by the horse who has the three four lengths head start. Um, I think Dunkirk may be that horse. Uh, I I don't have a problem with mind that bird. I mean, obviously he's proven his quality by the uh, runner finishing the Preakness. But uh, if you get Dunkirk at four or five to one, I mean, to me you got to jump on it because that's going to be a higher odds play than what he was in the Derby. I mean, uh, didn't he go four to one in the Derby, Mike? Am I right? Yeah. Yep, sure did. I mean, I'm getting uh, I'm getting some here now. I, I Bill, I know you've already got your mind made up, but in the message board, uh, you know, we're we're still getting something here uh, about some horse racing. Uh, Azuri wants, uh, you know, and the exacta. Uh, Azuri is uh, Kevin Bow Rail, and I get some Dunkirk reminds me of Eaton versus the Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me let, hey, let me give you something about Bo Rail, okay? Uh, if right. you watch Bo Rail on a $7,500 maiden, he'll swing them seven <laughs> wide just like all the other pinheads, okay? When he ain't running for a million, he's Bo outside fence, okay? He's cost me money many a times, okay? <laughs> this Bo Rail nonsense is... Well, you know, then again, maybe it ain't nonsense because it'd be Bo outside rail. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's the same way as all of them. If they're running for a lot of money, then they get fearless. If they're not, then they get chicken uh, poo-poo. Correct. <laughs> what about, uh, you know what, and it's something that, uh, again, as I brought up, uh, jockey triple crown, can that be done? Well, you know, that would be kind of cool if it was. You know, I mean, it, it hasn't happened before. Um, you know, I, I'm not against Calvin A. He's a good dude. I still remember when my buddy Ricky Bowman uh, railbirded Calvin. Uh, this was on like a uh, a Wednesday afternoon. Nobody in the grandstand were up over the finish line at the top level. And uh, Bo Rail went about seven wide and got beat a length and a quarter, and, uh, you know, I remember Ricky telling him he was a bum, and Calvin kind of <laughs> stuck in his head, you know, and uh, then it was really funny because the next race, Calvin's brother Cecil had a horse in the race, so Cecil, who was the trainer of the horse, is leading him over, and uh, Ricky's going, hey, Cecil, 
get a real jockey and you might win a race. And then oh, my, buddy Ke- my buddy Kevin, who Mike knows really well, a good friend of ours, Kevin Roth. Kevin's like, uh, uh, Ricky, I think he's on the winner. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> sure enough, Calvin wins the next race on his brother's horse. They win it for fun. Calvin comes back to the grandstand, uh, galloping the horse back, and he looks up at us kind of with a little wink. And Ricky goes, yeah, you won, but you're still a bomb. <laughs> so, I mean, go for yeah. it. Handic- handicappers and jockeys, it, it, it's a love-hate relationship. Um, oh, absolutely. I remember the time I was at Ellis Park and almost got kicked out because I followed that freaking jockey at Lopez. <laughs> I followed him all the way down, and I was giving him down the road. Because I felt like he rode a bad race, but it's it's a it's a different thing, you know. It's one thing to be a handicapper and watching them; it's another thing to be on that animal and uh, watching them do what they do. And uh, tomorrow, let's just hope that they uh, they they go in the gate. Let's see, good clean race, and uh, the best horse wins. Uh, Bill, who would you uh, other than Dunkirk? Who would you like to fill out your exacta, or maybe even track? Well, you know, I mean, my net bird is probably the guy, but, I mean, Kieran McLaughlin's horse has a good chance. Uh, you know, I don't know. Speaking of the, uh, speaking of that, though, my dad rode, okay, and my dad rode at Charlestown was mainly a lot of the races he rode before he got too big to ride. And dad always said, uh, you know, if you lost on the favorite, uh, you keep your helmet on and you keep your chin down because <laughs> stuff was liable, liable to come at you. you know? <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I think McLaughlin's horse has a chance to complete the exact. But I think Mind That Bird will definitely run his race. And uh, if Dunkirk shows his true talent, he'll beat him. If he doesn't, if he's still having the derby hangover, then he won't, and you know I like mine that bird better than anybody else in the race. I mean, yep. the guy's done a great job with the horse. I mean, Chip Woolley, I gotta love him. I'm a Harley guy too, you know. I keep I keep mine upright though, you know, for the most part, and uh, don't you know have leg injuries, but uh, but I like the guy, you know. I mean, he's a good dude, and uh, you know I I think mine that bird. He's done a, a crazy good job with him. And, um, you know, it, it wouldn't shock me if he wins the race, but if Dunkirk uh, shows his true $3.9 million sales ring ability, then uh, Dunkirk's going to win the race. Bill, you have a definite buzzle meter. <laughs> uh, dude, I had a buzzle meter. I got up work early, and uh, I had a buzzle meter going on at uh, 7-ish tonight. Well, that's funny because you've been leveled at a seven. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. When I went ding, 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 ding. Went out, pay the line, take the don'ts. When I went, I went out. But uh, I tell you what, Bill, I really appreciate uh, your insight tonight. Uh, you know, I think uh, this has uh, been one of our better shows. Uh, you know, especially without Scott, because Scott brings uh, he brings so much insight and. Uh, you know, uh, Scott brings checks and balances to too, man. To, to what? Scott, Scott brings checks and balances, man. 
I mean, Scott is like man on par. He's he's on cue, and yeah. you know he he can know when to uh, like shut down loose cannons like me and you and keep the show flowing. Okay. <laughs> hey, I think he said it about perfect. And he's probably when he plays his back, he's gonna love that comment you said. He knows when to shut down loose cannons like me and you and just keep the show flowing. You know, I, I'm just a I'm just a good old country boy, and I don't know. I just keep on rambling. <laughs> but uh, I think we had a great show, Bill, and uh, I'm looking forward to. I've got Dunkirk written down and uh, mind that bird, and uh, we're gonna try to we're gonna try to get one other tomorrow. Uh, as far as next week, uh, we're looking forward to it. Uh, two weeks from tonight. Two weeks from tonight. This is going to be the one uh, where I go up against War Kittens uh, and some of the other uh, big fantasy football league owners. Uh, it's it's me. It's it's Buzzle Meter Mike. Uh, does he know what he's talking about? Who knows? I mean, just do the unexpected, Mike. Don't do what do they I? expected to do. Do the unexpected. Don't sit there and take the next best running back. Yeah, think outside the box a little bit. And uh well, and yeah, they, you know what? I, you know what they want I, I will think out of the box. I always do. Uh always try to they anyway. Want to. Do what they won't do and you'll be fine. <laughs> well I'm gonna I'm just gonna uh, follow some mock drafts. Uh, I'm in one and uh you're going to be in one, whether you know it or not. I sent you a link, uh, Bill. Uh, we're going to uh, get you going into uh, Fantasy Football Players Championship because uh, uh, Dave and Alex, Dave Gerzak, Alex, uh, they, they've done a wonderful job. Uh, you, you need to check out their site. Uh, I'm not just plugging them because, um, plugging them because they're, they're good guys, and uh, they've done just a wonderful, wonderful job. But uh, you know what? It's, uh... It's I am the smartest man alive! <laughs> Where did that come from? I wonder. <laughs> but I just I, I just have to say uh, one thing again, that uh, I am the smartest man alive. And when it comes to uh, reading, <laughs> I am that good. And I can't yeah. wait. Yeah. Hey, Mike, by the way, Guess who joined us for beers uh, last night? Who's that? Remember Eric Miller, CW, Clueless Wonder? Yeah, Clueless Wonder. Yeah, he he, he joined us for beers last night. You gotta be um, kidding me. Does he, have, does, he, does he still have zits all over his face? Oh, uh, yeah, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> no. he, and he's the only dude I've ever... Got more zits than North Turner. He, he's the only dude in my life I've ever beat down, put in a banana split cradle, and uh, called him a piece of garbage, and my yep. angel loves me. <laughs> okay, well, Bill, I'm going to have to run off here. Uh, we've got the uh, uh, we've got to run out of here, but uh, Bill, thanks a lot. Thanks so much. Uh, Scott, we missed you this week, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll definitely hook up next week. And uh, everybody out there... Uh, Fantasy football, uh, we're going to continue to break everything down and uh, keep on going for uh, next week. And good luck in your mock drafts. Good luck in your in your uh, uh, other drafts. I mean, we got uh, 
I got one that's going to be starting up pretty, pretty soon. So, uh, All right, Mikey. Have a good night, buddy. All right. Thanks a lot, Bill. Appreciate All it. Right, you, you too, buddy. All right, man. Okay, uh, Red versus Blue, Sports Talk Radio. Scott Atkins, Michael Trent, and I uh, appreciate Bill helping us out tonight. You've been listening to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time.